So you get up and you you cough or you, you say something and you have some type of smart speaker in your in your room and it hears you cough or it hears you speak and you just don't sound quite like yourself. So the smart speaker sort of takes the initiative and it starts to ask you questions like, oh, how are you feeling? You know, and it goes and it runs through the types of questions that a doctor would ask you. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. This is part two of my interview with Dr. Terry Fisher. This gets into the whole idea of, of vocal biomarkers. I know we, we, we spoke about that, yeah, that briefly. I do want um, to talk about that. Definitely. Yeah. So maybe, maybe if it's okay, maybe I can just share a little bit about that. By and because this, this is an area that I, that I think truly is, is absolutely fascinating mm-hmm. with, with, with voice. Um, so, and, and I, and I usually like to start this out by explaining what vocal biomarkers are. And, and, and the best way I can explain it is, is sort of the analogy with a digital photograph, because as most people are familiar with the digital photographs, you'll know that. Um, when you take a photograph, in addition to getting the the actual image, there's a lot of data that's captured as well by the camera. And so um, that data could include things like uh, the shutter speed, um, the aperture setting, whether or not you used a flash, uh, depending on the camera, you know, your GPS coordinates of where you took the photo uh, and so on. There's a whole bunch of stuff that, that can be captured. So the same thing is also done with voice. So beyond just the words that I'm saying, there's a lot of other data in my voice. And I know you are very familiar with that and probably a lot of your listeners are. Um, the example that I'll often like to, to give is, you know, I have a son and if he comes home from school one day and I ask him how was school today, he might say, it was great. Or the next day I may ask him the same question, how was school today? And he might say, it was great, right? So the exact same words, as we know, completely different meaning. and. Um, if we can detect that as human beings, and of course we can, then you can start to uh, quantify that. And what is the difference? And we could break that down in terms of the frequency, the, the rhythm, et cetera. There's lots of different parameters that are a little, maybe, maybe a little more obvious to us. But when you start putting these vocal samples into a computer um, and you use artificial intelligence and machine learning, the computer can start to detect the patterns in the voice. And so what does that mean? Well, now the computer can start to detect the emotion of a person. It can start to detect changes in emotion of a person. It could start to detect if someone is becoming depressed or anxious. Um, Potentially you could use that as a way to predict the probability of someone attempting suicide. Um, Beyond the emotion, you can actually start to look for changes in the way someone uh, speaks and that could be an early indicator of cognitive decline, such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. Um, and there's even some research looking into physical diseases, um, such as coronary artery disease. And there's a study that I know of that uh, looked at the way someone speaks and their risk of coronary artery disease. And they found a, a statistically significant correlation between those two. Wow. So the way someone speaks and if they have coronary artery disease. There's another study that looked at mortality rates with the way someone speaks. Huh. So that's um, a little so scary. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of just scratching the surface of it. 
There's another uh, study that just came out recently, um, and they are using the sound of someone's voice, specifically, actually, when someone they ask someone to count from 50 to 70, and, and I'm not sure why those numbers were selected. I have to go into the study a little bit in a little more detail. But they ask someone to count from 50 to 70, and they are able to um, predict the risk of that person having COVID-19 based on the sound of their voice. Wow. So there's so much there. It's This is, like, like I say, this is one of the things that I find the most fascinating now about voice and using artificial intelligence. I can see why. Um, because <laughs> what does that mean for having a smart speaker in your home and listening to you and monitoring your health? So very, very, it's yeah. very interesting. I mean, I know already that our banks, for instance, can recognize our voices and they use that instead of us putting in a PIN number. Like that's, that's been going on for a few years now, I think, probably two or three. Yeah. So, and so, so yeah, what you're referring to there is sort of the whole idea of voice authentication. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's very interesting because uh, obviously, as, as we just said, there's a lot of parameters in your voice, so they can use that. Um, I know there's a company that looks at, this gets a little more technical, but behind just the sound of the voice to, to ensure that it's truly the person, they also look at the sounds of the network system that the, oh, that the voice is traveling through okay. so that they can verify that the person is from the location that they say they're from because it, there's a certain oh. uh, signal uh, based on the way the sound waves reach the bank from where they are located. Okay. Um, so that's another way, way. But one of the also interesting aspects is, as you know, your voice changes <laughs> as you age. Yes. Um, and so in order to have an accurate voice authentication, you have to make sure that that system is able to um, compensate for changes in the voice as a person ages as well. So uh, there's a lot of, lot of variables there, but it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a another interesting aspect of the whole voice tech space. Yeah, definitely. There's, oh, wow, so much to unpack there <laughs> and, and so much to come. I mean, I'm really excited as to the future of all of this stuff. It's going to be really fascinating. And with yes. the whole pandemic having accelerated all of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll give you, um, here's sort of my, my vision of the future, maybe like five or 10 years out. Sure. Um, but using, using kind of voice technology as, as the basis of it. This is kind of where I think we're going. Um, and I don't know when we'll see this, but I do think it's coming at some point and most likely probably sooner rather than later. Um, but let's say hypothetically you wake up in the morning and you're not feeling well. So you get up and you, you cough or you, you say something and you have some type of smart speaker in your, in your room and it hears you cough or it hears you speak and you just don't sound quite like yourself. So the smart speaker sort of takes the initiative and it starts to ask you questions like, oh, how are you feeling? You know, and it goes and it runs through the types of questions that a doctor would ask you um, in terms of like, do you have a sore throat? Do you have a fever? Mm -hmm. Do you have a cough? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so you answer those questions. And then for argument's sake, let's say the smart speaker says, it sort of runs the analysis of your voice. And it says, based on, you know, what you're answering and the sound of your voice, as we talked about earlier, you know, I... I wonder if you may have strep throat, very sore throat, you have strep throat. So um, what we need to do is we need to do a diagnostic test. So would it be okay, this is the voice assistant speaking, would it be okay if I sent a strep test to your home for you to do? And then you go, sure. And then 
you know, one company, maybe one company, a big company that happens to be very proficient in sending things out to <laughs> consumers by drone, let's say. Um, so they, they send you, you order, you order the strep test and um, it gets delivered to your house by a drone. So you go to your front door. Of course pick, it does. <laughs> of course it does. Because so, why, how else would it come? Why else would you use drones? <laughs> why else? <laughs> to deliver the strep test. Yes. <laughs> so you go to your door, you pick up this strep test, you go inside and you talk to your voice assistant again. You say, okay, my strep test is here and it tells you how to do it. So it walks you through how to do it. Um, all right. So you've done your test and then maybe this device, the actual test itself has a connection to the internet or through Bluetooth. and Either it interprets the results for you or your voice assistant tells you how to interpret the results. Bottom line is you get the results and it says, yeah, um, you have strep throat. You need a prescription. So it knows some of your medical history based on prior interactions and say it knows, knows you're allergic to something. So that's fine. It takes that into account. And it says, well, how about we have the antibiotics delivered to your home? You say, sure. So it puts in the order and there you go. The second drone arrives with your antibiotics. <laughs> in and, an hour. Um, in an hour. <laughs> in an hour. You got it. And um, and you start taking the antibiotic and you talk to your voice assistant and it, it keeps track of your doses, make sure that you're not skipping any. But at the same time, it's also asking you questions to monitor uh, in case there are any any concerns or any any reason that you do need to, to seek medical attention. Mm -hmm. and, and it alerts you to that. And so, and and, you know, presumably you take the antibiotics and you get better. And so if you think about that, like what has just happened in, instead of you, like we, as we talked about earlier, instead of you driving out and waiting in a waiting room for your, your doctor and going for the test and maybe driving to a pharmacy and this whole ordeal, mm -hmm. um, you've basically just received your medical care, like personalized care um, from the comfort of your home. And it's all been done through your voice. Um, and so that's kind of where I see this taking us in, in the future. And um, I don't know. Some people find that a bit scary. Some people find that exciting. Um, nevertheless, it's, it's a very interesting, I think, world that we will be living in. Are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio dash branding dash strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up, though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that, too. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah, I agree that it could go either way. <laughs> I think it's up to us to make sure that it doesn't go in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, one of the, one of the questions that always comes up with this is, is the idea of personal information, personal health information sure. and, and data privacy and, and, you know, what are the implications of that? And, and don't get me wrong. Aren't we already giving away just about everything? <laughs> well, that, and that's what, that's how, that's kind of my argument is yeah. I, I feel the same way as you do, Jody. Like, um, 
you know, I, I, when people ask me that, I say, well, you know, do you use a cell phone? And would you, and, and, and cell phones are probably, in terms of having information, that's probably got the most information out of anything that we use. Oh, because sure. It's got everything. But are you using Instagram on your phone? Right. Right. Are you using, you know, TikTok on your phone? Like, right, like, right, absolutely. These, these are all happening. Absolutely. And you're giving away a huge amount of information. Exactly. And and you have personal emails, texts, uh, contact lists. Like, it knows where you are with your GPS. Like, it yeah. knows everything. And so uh, then I say, well, okay, you've, you're using a phone. Would you give up your phone and the convenience that it offers you? You're like, well, no. So... You know, like losing so, an arm. <laughs> exactly, right? I, I don't know how I'd function without my phone. Um, so so imagine five years out, but it's that sort of experience with the voice assistant. And and you and you had that type of experience that I described. Would you want to give that up? And maybe some people would say, no, that's just not for me. And that's fine. That's their choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I just think the 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 convenience that it's gonna afford and the the service that it's gonna afford, again, I'm obviously very biased, I'm very techy. <laughs> um, but in my mind, like that's, that's part of the power of this. And, 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 you know, even right now, it kind of bring things full circle here, the way patients are, are enjoying the virtual visits, that's certainly not as secure as driving to the doctor's office and having a private meeting in that's an true. examination room. Um, if somebody wanted to intercept that virtual visit through the internet, potentially that could be done. And yet patients do it because it's a good service. So yeah. that, those are kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see where it goes. And uh, and I do think that there will have to be some ethical considerations put into place, you know, like like they don't let you do certain things in a casino to uh, like a slot machine. Like, actually, this is interesting. Um, They have a, a regulatory body that keeps casino machines from being able to. Um, you know, the shave and haircut thing. Dun, 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 oh, right? yeah, yeah. OK, yeah. so you cannot make a piece of music inside a casino on a machine that oh, that only plays the first part of that and not the second part unless you continue buying. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really interesting uh, little uh, little thing there because we are compelled with that sound. We're compelled yeah. to keep feeding in money until we hear that sound. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. So they've discovered that they have to actually regulate this or people will lose their shirts. <laughs> wow. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good example of like music and audio and, and what it what it what it does to people. It totally is. It is really powerful. Yeah. That was in a conversation with a fellow I was interviewing. His name was John McLean and he owns a um a studio, does sound design. Um it, it was called uh, Dog and Pony, and I think he's changed it to something else now, and I can't remember what the name of it is, it is now. But, um, but yeah, it, and it was a great interview. He teaches a course at UNLV on music and film, and oh, so he's wow. very aware of how all these things work together. And it was really interesting to, to find out that they have a regulatory board for casinos, but they don't for advertising. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <sighs> wow. So there's, like, no real check and balance. I mean, there are check and balances in advertising. I mean, obviously, if an advertisement is blatantly manipulative, people are just going to turn away from it. Sure. You would hope. <laughs> but, but you know, there's a gray area there. So, yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, we have to be careful. I think I, my point with that is that we need to be stewards of our own ethics. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And and there's there's a, there's actually a whole um, uh, nonprofit now um, called OVN Open Voice Network. Uh, when it comes to voice. Yes, I've heard of them. Mm -hmm. um, and they're looking at sort of standards and ethics and, and all of all of those issues when it comes to voice technology and conversational AI and all that stuff, which mm -hmm. is which is great, which is really, really important. So, yeah, so they're doing good work. Definitely. <laughs> and work that uh, hopefully um, will set us up well for the future. So I we'll hope see. so. Yeah. 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 Now, I know that you mentioned that you have a course or that you're developing a course. Do you have the course already now or? Yeah, uh, um, I have a course uh, that I'm developing another course as well. But the one that you're referring to is okay. um, it's called Flash Briefing Formula. And, and the idea behind that is to help um, people that want to sort of dip their toe into voice technology and use it from a business perspective. Um, so if they're interested in getting some of their own content onto Amazon Alexa, uh, on Amazon Alexa, there are these things called flash briefings. Um, and you can think of them as almost like mini podcasts. Um, okay. They're typically about two minutes in length. Uh, they, they can vary a little bit, but that's usually the, the, the average. Um, and the idea behind that is you can create these flash briefings and then uh, people can subscribe to them on their Alexa device. And then it's almost like native audio content to the device and that people can set up routines, which is a very common feature on Amazon Alexa. So like, what, what is a routine? So somebody will say, you know, Alexa, start my day. And then they can program a routine to, for example, um, uh, read them their email, um, tell them their commute time, uh, what the weather's gonna be, uh, those, those, those sorts of things. And then it can actually just directly jump into your, your flash briefing, your audio content. Um, and a lot of people will listen to these when they're getting ready in the morning, sort of transitional moments of the day. Um, and so it's a, it's an interesting way to get content directly on a smart speaker. The other nice thing about that is it allows um, you as a content creator, whoever creates these, to actually be searchable on Amazon.com. Because when you're searching for a product, um, if you're searching for something that's related to the title of your flash briefing, um, the flash briefing can actually come up in the list and then people can click on it and and uh, access it through their smart speaker. So it's, uh, it's one of the ways that um, people can, like I say, get their, get their feet wet, so to speak, mm -hmm. in, in getting on a smart speaker. So anyway, the, the course is flashbriefingformula.com and it teaches people how to do that. So that is a way that someone could market their business through a smart, a smart speaker then. Exactly, exactly. Like so that's one of the things that I- content. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that, that, that I started doing about three years ago now. Um, and so I do actually do a daily flash briefing. Uh, it's called voice in Canada. I'm Canadian. So a lot of the features in Canada are a little different than, than the United States, but it's, it's very applicable to, to, to people really around the world. It's more about voice technology in general. Um, but anyway, it's called voice in Canada. Um, and, um, just so folks know, I'm actually also in Canada. So <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll and experience it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. So yeah, it's, I, I'll say the biggest, the biggest challenge with that type of thing. And, and you'll know this as a podcaster is um, being consistent with your work, with your content. Um, mm -hmm. But when you're doing a flash briefing, if you're going to do it daily, that's a big commitment. That is a oh, big totally. commitment. Wow. So, um, so I'm up to uh, around 1100 episodes now, daily Whoa. episodes. Um <laughs> 
but um, but you can batch record them. There, there are ways, I teach that in the course. There's ways that you can sort of try to, you know, manage that a little bit better. You can batch record things and, and that sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting opportunity because not a lot of people are taking advantage of it right now. So there's a little bit of a white space there. Thank you so much to the people that have taken the time to leave an honest review of this podcast. I know it takes a bit of effort to do, and I know how busy and, let's face it, kind of stressful our lives are right now. So it means a lot that you take the time to leave some feedback. Ran MCK writes, How important is sound? Jody covers all frequencies of sound through her research and her guests. Her interviews with Tal and Hamish provide insight on how audio can be heard, not just listened to. Jody's voice keeps you listening and want to hear more. I have become a better listener. Thank you, Ran MCK. I really appreciate your kind words. Now, back to the show. How many people do you think have these smart speakers inside their homes at this point? Oh, that's a great question. And I wish I had the statistics in front of me. Um, it doesn't have to be exact. I'm just curious because I know it's still a growing market, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hundreds of millions like it, it's 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 huge it's absolutely mm -hmm. huge um there is one stat that i that I, that i find quite interesting in, in this regard and it's um the adoption rate of consumer technology and when you look at that it actually shows that smart speakers are the fastest adopted piece of consumer technology in our history um Whoa. even faster than mobile phones so wow. yeah so that's it, impressive it's not unusual to have homes now that have multiple smart speakers you know they put one in the kitchen one in the living room one in the bedroom one so that wherever they are they can just ask these questions and and get answers um so and it, it's it's still well it's still growing obviously very very quickly uh, and there's there's you know a lot of money being invested in in developing this technology oh yeah so, <laughs> i can yeah. imagine yes <laughs> so what are you working on right at this moment yeah that's a good question um you know, as it may be, may be evident from what I'm, what I'm talking about, I'm, I'm really excited about teaching people about this stuff and like of educating um, and, mm -hmm. and speaking. So um, I'm, I'm not a computer scientist. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a developer. So I, 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 you know, I wouldn't say that I'm developing the applications. What I, what I am working on are continuing to create events around educating the community about voice technology, um, we're continuing to work on my podcast, my flash briefings. Um, I do some consulting work uh, for various organizations in terms of uh, how to implement voice technology. Um, and, the, and, and recently there's been a lot of interest from businesses, brands, in terms of how they can leverage the technology. Um, so that's an area that I'm doing more and more work in, uh, in terms of how they can get a presence on that and take advantage of that opportunity. Um, so that's sort of my, my role. Um, as, I, as we start off by uh, speaking about the voice den that's that's really has uh gained a lot of traction it's a lot of fun to put on those um events they're just they they really are like i said i i love that the happy hour voice that's the way i think of them now yeah um yeah. and so it's a really fun way but to educate and again it comes back to those those things that i'm passionate about that we started with just education technology um voice and and bringing that together so i consider myself more of like a an educator about it, a speaker about it, um, really than any than anything else, and it's just it's, those are good things. I, I love I love <laughs> I love speaking about it. I love talking about it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've started having a clubhouse of my own actually. So uh, like every Wednesday at two in the afternoon Eastern, 
I have a, a clubhouse that talks about the power of sound. That's amazing. So I call it audio branding because, you know, the podcast, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's it. And but so why not? And, <laughs> and I'm so excited about Clubhouse too. I've been spending a lot of time on Clubhouse. It just, yeah, particularly just as with our space, you, both you and I, like it just, it lends itself so well to these sorts of discussions. Um, yeah, it really does. Yeah, yeah, I'm amazed at some of the people who just drop by and who I never knew before they come into Clubhouse. And then they're like, wow, you should be my best friend. <laughs> 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 I'm just amazed by the the quality of speakers that, that show up there. It's, it's just amazing, huh? Yeah, just, it blows just, my it's, mind. It's, 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 it's sort of a phenomenon right now. And we'll see, see how it goes over the next sort of six yeah. months, I think. Well, uh, when this podcast comes out, it could be several months in the future. We'll see if it's still a thing. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Be interesting. I guess. Uh, but I have one more question for you. And I just wanted to, I wanted to get this in somewhere because I'm always curious about people's answers on this. Sure. What's your, uh, what's like an early memory that you have of how sound moved you? Is there anything that, I mean, we already talked about sort of how you got into this, but yeah, you know, what what really impacted you at an early age? Do you think? Um, yeah, that's an interesting question. There's, there's a couple things that I could say that I think first of all is uh, I grew up in a home that is very musical. Um, my mom, my mother studied music. She uh, um, and then she became a music therapist. Um, so music was always extremely important to her. I have three brothers, and we all, um, whether we like it or not, when we, were, we <laughs> when we were three years old, we all started taking uh, music lessons. And we basically had a string quartet in our, in our, in our oh, family. Wow. So um, <laughs> I, myself and one of my brothers played the violin. One of my other brothers played the viola and one of my other brothers played the cello. Um, and so, um, you know, one of the first sounds that I can remember, maybe it wasn't such a good sound at the time was trying to make a sound out of a violin. Um, but nevertheless, uh, that, that was one of the first sounds. But then one of the, uh, one of the uh, other sort of, sounds that really comes to mind for me is, and, and it kind of comes back to technology again. Um, I was very interested in how I could use uh, computers uh, to create music. And so um, I can't remember how old I was, but it was one of these, I took like a summer camp or a day camp or something. And it was about using um, MIDI, uh, the technology to mm -hmm. uh, use uh, keyboards and interface with the computers and, um, and start to like write simple pieces of music using computers. And I can still remember those sounds. Um, they sound very sort of synthesizer-like at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was amazing to me that I could write that and control the computer and 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 do that. And then since then, I've always enjoyed just playing around and again, sort of the technology and and uh, layering tracks on on top of um, you know instruments. As as I got older, I I started playing. Um, I played the violin until about high school. And then in high school, I, I uh, took up percussion um, primarily because we didn't have an orchestra in our high school. It was a band. So, <laughs> okay. but now, uh, but now I, I really enjoy playing drums. And so um, I love rhythm um, and then using those oh, yeah. to, um, that's important to, yeah, to write, to write music and layer tracks of drums stuff and create interesting rhythms and, and bass and add on all the stuff using computers. So that's been a lot of fun for me. And I, and yeah, I remember the early days of, of playing around with that. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so if someone wants to get in touch with you now, what would they do? Um, yeah. So I, I, I guess the best overall place would be my website, um, which is drterryfisher.com, D-R-T-E-R-I-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. 
that has on the homepage, there are links to all the different things that we've talked about and the different things that I'm involved in. So that's probably the one central uh, place. Um, and then, um, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, uh, my mm -hmm. username's all the same, Dr. Terry Fisher. Um, on LinkedIn, um, those are probably some of the, the best places. And if anybody ever wants to check out the event, The Voice Den, um, or, you know, everybody's welcome. Uh, it's at thevoiceden.com. So uh, those would be some of the places. Fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming and talk to me, talking to me about this. It's such a fascinating study and, and just a, a hugely interesting subject. And I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really glad that I got to talk with someone who is really on the forefront of, of understanding how this is all going to work for us in the future. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's been so much fun chatting with you. And, and again, we, we connected through Clubhouse. So there's the power of that's the true. Power yes. of voice. And, um, it, yep. I really appreciate the invitation, Jody. Thank you so much. Uh, um, just, just can't thank you enough. A lot of fun to chat about this <laughs> stuff. Well, thanks. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time.